Hey, it's Pat. I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. In case you're not familiar with me, I've been helping people retire for over 20 years now, author of the book Save Your Retirement, and host of the Save Your Retirement radio show. Our goal with this show is to provide you with valuable and timely information to help you plan your retirement, or if you're already retired, help you make the most of it. Ultimately, we want to help you use your money to accomplish your goals and dreams and to help you avoid any stress and fear with your finances and instead replace those with confidence and peace of mind. If you enjoy the show, make sure to subscribe so you won't miss future episodes. Also, if you'd like to give us a great rating, it would mean so much to us and it helps get the word out so we can share this valuable information with others. Thank you so much. And now here's this week's episode. This radio show is a paid placement. You've read his books. You see him on television. You follow him on social media. And you can listen to him talk about life and retirement right here, right now. He is Pat Struby, and this is Save Your Retirement, presented by Preservation Specialists. Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I am Jen Rizak, happy to be here alongside Pat. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists. He is the author of the books Save Your Retirement and The Retirement Secret. And Pat, we want to start off with a big topic here. What's going on with pensions? And I know this is something you've gotten a lot of questions about. But before we dive into it, I hope all is well with you and your family. I hope you guys are doing great this week. We are doing extremely well, Jen. Thank you. How are you? Doing very well. And I'm excited for this part of the show, Pat, for this segment, because as somebody who, you know, my my dad worked at the post office for decades and has a pension through the post office. My grandpa also had two company pensions when he retired. He worked at a factory, and then he also worked at the post office, so had a couple of pensions. Hmm. And so I'm somebody who I've, I've heard of them for a long time. I've obviously known what they were <laughs> and felt like they were a good thing. But something I didn't realize, I know that there is this lump sum versus pension option a lot of people don't realize that lump sum payment isn't necessarily consistent over time. It can change every year when the plan gets recalculated. And that is something, Pat, that you're getting some questions about lately. Yeah, Jen, when you talk about pensions, there's a lot that goes into that. And it's a really, really important topic right now. Mm -hmm. And um, so let's hit on a few things. First of all, uh, there's probably a lot of listeners that don't have any pension benefits, so you're kind of rubbing their noses in it with your family. You know, all oh, we have all these pensions in my family. No, I'm just kidding. Sorry, sorry. Uh, <laughs> We've got so many pensions. Yeah, yeah. But now, so in the olden days, when you got a pension, you only had one option, and it was you were going to retire, and then you were going to take money out every month, and that was fine, right? That's just the way it worked. Well, after things like 401ks came into existence, then companies started saying, well, why don't we give people the option of a lump sum or a monthly? So that's going to depend on, that is not a federal law that depends on every every pension plan and what kind of choices they have. So if you have any kind of pension benefits from your company, definitely a good thing to be asking them about and finding out about that. And then, yeah, what you're hitting on, Jen, that is so timely right now is that lump sum pension calculation is primarily calculated based on current interest rates. So uh, whether you know anything about pensions or not, you probably know interest rates have changed a little yeah. this year, right? Going up. I mean, right. we have spent the longest amount of time in history at the lowest interest rates in history. So what happens is when they're calculating your pension, if interest rates are near zero, you get a higher balance because they're thinking, well, if you're going to roll your money out and put it into CDs or something interest-based, you need more money to generate your income. Mm-hmm. So what's happening now is the Fed has shot up interest rates this year. And what we have had a lot of our clients talking to us about is – I need to get a quote on my pension, and then we need to find this out. Now, every pension plan is different, but some pension plans will actually tell you, hey, if you lock this in you know, right now, you can get this amount, but if you wait until – you know, later on, it may be 20% lower or something oh, wow. or 30% yeah. lower. I mean, it could be a, this could be a life-changing difference in money, right? And the challenging thing is it's up to the pension plan, Jen. So it could be, you know, a lot of them, it might be year end. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of under the gun to look at these types of things, but it doesn't have to be. It depends on when each company recalculates. So that's why I'm, yeah. I'm really, really glad we're talking about this right now because uh, the timing on pensions is really important and uh, something that I think It doesn't affect everyone because not everyone has pensions. That's why I was kind of joking about that earlier. But for the people that do, especially if you're anywhere close to retirement, to really pay off to spend a few minutes and digging in a little bit of information on this before the deadlines are here. 
And it seems like, and here's the other reason why we think it's so important to talk about it, it seems as if there's this notion that, okay, if you have a pension, you're set, you don't need to worry about making any decisions, you don't need to worry about anything, but the reality is there are options. We do need to make sure that we're being smart about this, especially if you do, Pat, get one of those lump sum offers And then you kind of feel like you're under the gun. You feel like you've got to make a really quick decision because there's a deadline that you have to hit. And we just want people to recognize, yes, make the decision by the deadline so that way you're not locked into the the thing that you don't want. But also make a calculated decision, get some advice, and do this in a logical way instead of just scrambling to fill out the paperwork, right? Yeah, and the thing about this, Jen, is what's so funny is so, so I'm, I'm just going to throw some numbers out. Let's say someone yeah. worked at a company their whole life, and let's say they have five hundred thousand dollars in their four hundred one k and five hundred thousand dollars in their pension. And okay. those are totally made up. You know, someone could have that, or you know, whatever, way more, right. way less, anything like that. And if let's say they hire us to help them retire, and then we're going through the process with them, you know, what's amazing is that five hundred thousand dollars for the four hundred one k, we can get on a speakerphone and we can request a rollover for that, and it sometimes takes fifteen minutes, and that money will be rolled over. Uh, it'll be processed within a couple of business days. Meanwhile, the pension, you usually have to request a packet, and they send you. Not exaggerating, it could be a hundred pieces of paper no. that has it's it's absolutely incredible, and then it may take two or three or four months for them to process everything. Oh my goodness! So it's one of those things that unless you've gone through it, you'd think, oh, that sounds crazy. Like, why would anyone do that? <laughs> so anyway, I'm sure there's important reasons why that happens. But what I would want you to know is you probably want to talk to you know an expert before making these types of decisions. Yeah. But that's part of what our advisors do is we help you look at those options and help you decide because of course there's no one size fits all everyone's situation is different but you're right and then let's say you do decide hey now is the time it's time to take the lump sum well that's just the first step in the decisions now you have to decide what are you going to do with that money what's going to happen and an important thing to remember is that lump sum is probably a decent chunk of money maybe a life-changing chunk Mm -hmm. of money and the first thing we would probably say is almost all the time what you're going to want to do is roll that money into an IRA. And the the reason we want to say that is because that's going to allow you to avoid taxation on that first step. Mm -hmm. Um, You probably don't want to receive a check for that lump sum and have Mm. that taxable this year, right? So that's that's just another example of some of these ins and outs that you really need to know about. And uh, I know we want to dig into this a little bit further, but just, just these are a couple of things you need to do. And yeah, if there's still time to lock in a substantial more amount of money for you, you don't have to decide how you're going to invest that money right now. That's a whole different thing because you can just kind of plunk it into an IRA and make those decisions later. Don't rush yourself into too many decisions all at once. But if you have a lump sum amount available, one of the things we want to do because this is so urgent is we want to offer our listeners a personal pension analysis at absolutely no cost and no obligation. If you have any kind of pension benefits whatsoever, or if you're not even sure if you do, call us now at 803-9-RETIRE. And there's no cost and no obligation to talk to one of our planners, and we can help you figure out Take a look at your pension, do an analysis of what your options are, and if there's a substantial benefit to you making a decision, uh, helping you figure out what that deadline is and and if you need to make a decision before then. So once again, to take advantage, call us at 803-9-RETIRE. Talking today with Pat Struby. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists, and I'm Jen Rizak alongside. And when we talk about that whole idea, Pat, of the lump sum versus the pension payment. Here's why I think this is a conversation worth having. There was a study recently done that said 34% of retirement plan participants who took the lump sum depleted it in five years. So think about that for a second. You've got this decision. It sounds like a great deal to go ahead and take the lump sum and then manage it, but then you have to actually manage it. I mean, that's that's why this is, I mean, think about that, Pat. I mean, that seems so frightening to me to think about the idea of depleting that lump sum in five years without any guidance or, or implementing any strategies to help preserve that. Yeah. If you, if you take a lump sum pension and it's gone within five years, that 
obviously defeats the entire purpose of what you were trying to accomplish, right? Yeah, right. So I'm going to try and uh, hope that there's some logic behind that. Maybe some people had a you know a very small lump sum from an old pension they had or something like that, and they just cashed it out. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people, unfortunately, that was not the case. I, I'll use an example, Jen. One of the questions that I get from people is, hey, I want to take the lump sum, and then I want to pay off my house with it. Well, that's actually a good intention, right? You're trying to wipe out your sure. debt so that you're debt-free for retirement. Sure. But there's one huge problem with that that maybe sometimes people have haven't factored in, which is to take pension money and pay off your house, you have to withdraw it and pay taxes on it to yeah. do that. And that is just for most people, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to take such a big hit on taxes. So if there's a circumstance like that in your situation, it's another great example to take advantage of a, you know, a no cost, no obligation review with someone like one of our planners, because we can help you run the numbers and figure out, okay, well, let's say you do want to pay off the mortgage. What if we split it up into two years or three years or five years? Mm-hmm. You know, um, there's different ways to do that where maybe you can use that to your benefit, but maybe you keep a lot more of it rather than Uncle Sam keeping a huge chunk of it. So those are all the different things that we're always thinking about when we're looking at your resources, helping you figure out how to make the most of it. And we just want to recognize too, Pat, there are so many different options. There are different ways that you can generate income in your retirement, but what we don't want to do is just assume everything will work out just go in, start spending our retirement savings without really thinking about strategies to preserve that down the road because we could be retired for a very long time. So we've got to make decisions that are are helping us manage that money as long as we need it, right? Exactly right, Jen. And when you're thinking of, of course, we need to make smart decisions with everything you've worked so hard for. For most people, their biggest assets are maybe their home equity, maybe their 401k, maybe their pension benefits, certainly your social security benefits if you actually project out how much that's going to benefit you over your lifetime. One thing we didn't have time to talk about today is most pensions may have an option of a lump sum versus a monthly. Mm -hmm. That's not a guarantee which way is better for you or not either. That's another example of talking to someone and helping you make smart decisions. So what we're kind of coming back to here is you work hard for all of the things that are going to benefit you that could help you enjoy your retirement. And doesn't it make sense to look at each piece of that and try and make the most of it? And then also, of course, try and create a cohesive plan where those things are fitting together. We love the picture of kind of a a jigsaw puzzle of making your pension benefits and social security and 401k and savings and investments all fit together to accomplish the things that you want to accomplish. And for most people, they're not trying to get rich. They're trying to figure out how do I make sure I have enough to retire and how do I make sure I never run out of money? It's as simple as that for most of us. And that's what we do. We try and provide people with peace of mind to make sure that you can enjoy the retirement of your dreams. If you're not absolutely sure you'll be able to do that, call us now at 803-9-RETIRE. Our five-step retirement review is available to listeners of the show at no cost and no obligation. To get started, just call us at 803-9-RETIRE. This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. More insights from Pat coming up on the other side of the break. Stay with us. Hi, this is John Farley. For the past 12 years, you've seen me on TV. But before becoming a meteorologist, my first degree was actually in finance. My parents, like a lot of people, didn't know much about the financial world. As a result, they got exploited by some not-so-honest folks. That's why finance has always been a passion of mine. And for the last six years, I've been working with a team at Preservation Specialists to help people just like you plan for your retirement. What I love about Preservation Specialists is that we are locally owned and fiercely independent. That means we simply work for you. If that's what you want in a financial advisor, then give us a call now at 803-9-RETIRE. That's 803-9-RETIRE. Don't make the same mistakes my parents did. Work with an advisor who can help get you to and through retirement successfully. 803-9-RETIRE. Securities offered through Arcadios Capital Member, FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Arcadios Wealth. Preservation Specialists and Arcadios are not affiliated through any ownership. Have a question for Pat? Here's an easy new way to ask. Click on the radio tab at retirewithpat.com and record your question directly on the website. That's retirewithpat.com and click on radio. Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I am Jen Rizak, happy to be here with Pat. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists. As we get back into it, if you hear something you'd like to get some answers on, 803-9-RETIRE is the number to call. That's 803-9-RETIRE. 
I'm going to be talking a little bit right now about planning for the worst, really, when it comes to health care costs, long-term care. Every year, more than a half million Americans file for bankruptcy due to medical bills. You think about a health care emergency, a catastrophic illness, or an accident, it can knock you off your feet, both physically and financially. Yeah, and this is one of those things, Jen, um, that we, you know, you study for financial planning and you learn about, you know, how important an emergency reserve is, but it's not until you kind of live real life where you realize just how true that is, you know, mm-hmm. and there's there's so many areas that we can have uh, financial difficulties, but certainly uh, healthcare is one of those. And, you know, the reality is that we can't prevent bad things from happening, but we can plan for the worst um, so that whenever there is an accident or emergency you and your loved ones can focus on the important things, uh, which is, you know, getting better, making your health better and not not worrying about the finances. And this is one of those things I can speak from personal experience, Pat. I remember when uh, my mom was really struggling in her battle with cancer and they had so much going on. And I remember my dad telling me he was so thankful that they didn't have to worry about money on top of everything else. There were so many other things, so mm. many appointments, so many medications to keep track of, and, and so much this and that. And he just said, I can't imagine worrying about money on top of all of this. So it, it really, it's something that I experienced personally with my family, knowing the benefit of good financial planning and being prepared for when the worst happens. And Pat, when when you look at the numbers here, Fidelity estimates the average 65-year-old couple retiring today can expect to spend about $300,000 on health care costs. And, and that number is for a healthy couple. That doesn't even mm. include long-term care, right? So these are big numbers. How do we keep an illness or an accident from financially ruining us? Well, my, my standard answer there, Jen, of course, is to have a plan. You know, that's yeah. that's what we yeah. do. Um, but, you know, the healthcare area, I always kind of put it in three different areas. There is, will you have any kind of need for health insurance, which for most people would be if you're retiring before 65 and you have access to Medicare. Do you understand how Medicare works? That's what that's going to cover in retirement. And then the third area is long-term care, you know, if you need nursing care in retirement. And there's not a one-size-fits-all for any of that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So we just want to make sure we are helping. Uh, we call it a custom-built retirement plan because those your needs are going to be very different from a lot of our other clients. So we can educate with the same information, but how it affects you can be very different. And and just like you mentioned that you were just mentioning a few minutes ago, Jen, the last time I had a, a lengthy conversation with a client a couple of days ago, it was two significant expenses that they had. Mm-hmm. They're uh, a retired couple we've worked with for a number of years. They're actually in great health, but their son is having sin- a significant health issue and does not have health insurance right now. Oh, and actually their dog uh, has to have some serious surgery. So they, and literally we went through, and so this brings to mind a fourth topic, which is just having your nest egg invested properly. They explained everything to me and I said, we have everything set up so that we have access to money. There's different places to go. We don't have to worry about tax issues. We don't have to worry about, you know, selling anything when it's down or anything like that, we're in great shape. And they just looked at me and they said, exactly like you were just saying, they said, thank you so much. We just want to be able to focus on what's going on with our dog uh, and our son, and we don't want to have to worry about the financial part. And we appreciate that you can handle that. And that's what the plan is all about, right? The plan's not about the plan. The plan is about right. you know, letting you focus on the things that really matter to you in life. Right. And when you think about for retirees specifically, Pat, you know, you have Medicare when you turn 65. So we have that. But we have to recognize also, as far as that being an option to help you deal with some of these expenses, it doesn't cover everything. So we don't want to just assume hey, I'll have extra money to take care of things. Like you talked about these people who it was their son and their their pet and some other things. Mm -hmm. You can't just assume everything's going to be covered for you so you'll have extra money for those other things. Let's talk about what's not covered that you're still going to have to deal with even once you get on Medicare. Yeah, basic Medicare will cover a tremendous amount of things. Like you could have, you know, open heart surgery. And a lot of things be covered, and people people will rave about that. Uh, but there are things, you know, like dental work, for example, that uh, don't really fall under Medicare. And so it's just kind of learning about what those things are. Uh, hearing aids is another example that comes up quite a bit. Uh, the biggest one, of course, is is nursing home care, and that's that is nursing care is so complicated that that one, you know, it's easy to get misinformation. It's easy to Google, you know, does Medicare cover nursing care, and you might be misled by the answer, even if it's unintentional. Um, there's you know skilled nursing care. 
care, which is actually performed by nurses, but the vast majority of nursing care is unskilled, which means it's by a caregiver. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, the differences there are really, really important. And the bottom line is you should ex- assume Medicare, and if you have a supplement, is going to could help a tremendous amount with hospital and doctor care, but you need a completely separate plan for nursing care. And that's an area that can be complex as well. And so that's one of the areas that we really focus on with our clients when we're kind of building out their plan. And by the way, uh, we are not a one-size-fits-all type of a company, so that doesn't mean everyone should have long-term care insurance or shouldn't have long-term care insurance. Uh, It's about figuring out what's important to you and helping you create the custom-built plan for you. And if you're not sure what your plan is or what you're going to do, that's a great time to give us a call at 803-9-RETIRE. There's absolutely no commitment on your end. There's no cost to get started with our five-step retirement review, which really just looks at where you're at and where you're going and helps you see if you're on track and if you need a comprehensive plan. To get started, all you have to do is call 803-9-RETIRE. Talking today with Pat Struby. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists. And as we talk a little bit about things like healthcare costs in retirement, Pat, what would you say most people overlook when they're thinking about that or trying to budget that out for their healthcare costs? You know, Jen, I think a couple of things come to my mind. One is that um, it's just hard to know what those costs are going to be. Um, so a lot of times people aren't just, they just don't kind of even think about it at all because it's not fun to. And then the second one is long-term care. Uh, we don't we don't really have people that overlook long-term care, but if they're not buying practically buying insurance, then it's a little bit of that kind of ostrich putting their head in the ground and just saying, I'm just not even going to think about it. And so those are the kinds of things where the plan can be valuable. And we've had a lot of people say that. They might say, hey, when I came in, what I really wanted to do is I wanted to talk about my investments and how they're going to support my income. Um, but these other areas that I didn't think would be valuable, actually, now that I know what the plan is and what would happen, and it actually gives me more peace of mind than I realized. So I think that's one of those areas of planning that can kind of sneak up on you, if that makes sense, Jen, that, you know, it's Mm -hmm. nice. It's more valuable once you have the plan than you ever realized beforehand. Talk a little bit also, Pat, talk about that transition that happens, because we're going to go from saving for retirement to then having to think about things like healthcare costs in a different way than what we did during our working years, right? Talk about that transition that happens when we go from saving for retirement to protecting our savings from things like higher health care costs in the future. Yeah, this is one of those areas where um, when people figure someone can be a one-size-fits-all financial planner, um, that's when we like to make the example of how different doctors have different specialties. You know, you wouldn't have foot pain and go to a cardiologist. It just doesn't doesn't make sense. And so, you know, someone investing and they're 30 years old and looking for growth for retirement, it's a night and day difference from someone who's retired. And the reason is because someone who's younger, they have many years left to continue to earn money, whereas someone who's retired – you're probably not planning on never working again. And now you have these other risks. You know, you probably don't have to worry about losing your life savings when you're 30 if you have, a, if you have a, an illness. But when you're in retirement, let's say you're married and let's say one of you has long-term care for many years and that can absolutely cripple you financially and your spouse. Those are those life-changing things that we think it's, it's just really important to understand that it's a, it's a whole different ballgame and needs to be planned for differently. It is a whole different ballgame, and, and it is a big thing that we have to think about here with health care costs. Every year, more than a half million Americans file for bankruptcy due to their medical bills. You think about a health care emergency or catastrophic illness or accident, it can knock you off your feet, both physically and financially. That's right, Jan. Um, imagine how fast your life savings could shrink if you don't have a strategy in place to help protect your money and your family from financial threats like skyrocketing health care costs. It's not going to get cheaper in the future either. Nobody's saying the cost of medicine or surgery is going to go down in the next 20 years. It's just going to keep going up. Medicare will be there for you, but the reality is it doesn't cover everything. Out-of-pocket health care costs can still add up to hundreds of thousands of dollars over your retirement. That's why our comprehensive plans help you create a strategy to protect your retirement income from the risks of health care costs. Learn about the options for health care coverage in retirement as well as the options for long-term care coverage for you and your spouse if you have one, and find ways to pay for health care costs so you don't have to choose between taking that vacation or spoiling your grandkids and with paying your doctor bills. A major illness, car accident, things that can sink your ship in retirement. It's a reality you just have to face. Call us today to talk about some of the ways we can help you create a strategy to help protect your lifestyle, your livelihood, and your family from health care costs at 803-9-RETIRE. Once again, it's 803-9-RETIRE to get started with a no-cost, no-obligation review. 
No one is promised tomorrow. That's why it's important for you to get a plan in place for your health care needs today. 803-9-RETIRE. Now, nearly 70% of retirees will need some type of long-term care. So it's not a sure thing, but chances are you or your spouse will need long-term or nursing home care of some sort. We'll talk about how you can plan for that coming up next. The team at Preservation Specialists wishes you and your family a happy and safe Thanksgiving holiday season. Twenty twenty three will be here before you know it, and the team at Preservation Specialists can help you prepare for the year ahead. Call them now at eight zero three nine retire. Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I am Jen Rizak, happy to be here alongside Pat. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists. Here's a fact that we all need to be familiar with. Nearly 70% of retirees will need some type of long-term care. That comes from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. So not a sure thing. But chances are you or your spouse will need long-term or nursing care of some sort. And the costs vary by location quite a bit, I know. But the median cost of a private room in a nursing home is over $100,000. This is a lot, Pat. People need to realize long-term care isn't cheap, and it is not covered by Medicare. Yeah, that's a crazy number. And I know it kind of makes me feel old because I started 24 years ago. And uh, the number was big 24 years ago, but it was not anywhere close to that, you know. So um, it just goes to show you, you know, the the increasing costs of healthcare. And uh, yeah, this is one of those areas that most of the people that come in to see us, they understand that it's a risk. They just don't, they haven't really looked into it in in any significant degree. And so they're, it kind of leaves this like, nagging, kind of gnawing at you, kind of like, hey, I've got this hole in my plan, but I'm not really sure what I need to do about it. And so it's one of those areas that, you know, none of us like to talk about, but it's kind of nice, you know, once you have a plan, regardless of what that is, it's kind of nice when it's done because it still needs to be reviewed periodically, but it it gives you that comfort level of knowing like, okay, we know if, if God forbid that happens, we know what our plan would be. There's comfort in that. So let's talk about what the solution is, Pat, because for years it was a standalone long-term care policy. That seemed to be the main way, really the only way, to address these types of costs. Talk about some of the options for today's retirees, though. Well, so, yeah, we don't really go into this in, in great detail very often, Jen, because it can be quite complicated. Sure. But we've actually created a guide for that we give to all of our new clients. And I think there's like six different options in there because it's really gotten – it has gotten complicated. And the, the funny thing about a standalone long-term care policy, Jen, is that was like the new kid on the block uh, in the insurance world when I started in, you know, 96, 97. And uh, so everyone was so excited about, oh, long-term care insurance is going to be the best new thing, you know. And, um, boy, that is not the case anymore. <laughs> because most of the companies actually got out of the business. Um, and the reason for that was, you know, most consumers look at the policy and they think, my goodness, that's really expensive. What ended up happening is most of the companies had so many claims they had under, they had actually, uh, the premiums were too low. So you have the, you know, the individual who thinks, the premium's too high, and the company thinks it's too low, and so it's kind of a messy situation. So, um, the one thing I would note is, as a starting point is um, if you're thinking about it, or if you already have a long-term care policy, the great thing about that is it's a very efficient way to protect from that risk. The biggest problem with that type of insurance is the way it is uh, regulated, which is if the company gets approval by the state to raise premiums, they can do that as frequently as once a year. And we have had clients that have had um, annual increases in this insurance when it was sold to them as a level premium. That's a really scary kind of risky thing to have, especially when you're on a fixed income in retirement. So that's the reason the industry has started looking at uh, alternative solutions, Jen, because we want to find ways uh, to avoid that. So two of the ones that we have seen people looking for more and more, uh, one is a kind of hybrid insurance where uh, if you have long-term care benefits off of a life insurance policy, the nice thing about that is life insurance is regulated differently. And if the base of the policy is a life insurance policy, then that rate cannot be increased uh, in the same way. So that can be very beneficial. Now, obviously, the question is, do you need life insurance for any reason? And that goes into all other (laughs) topics that we can talk about. You know, David McKnight is the best-selling author 
author we've had on the show a couple of times, he talks about how uh, properly structured life insurance policies can actually generate some tax-free income for some people in retirement. So that's an interesting, you know, way to, um, you know, accomplish two things with one account. Um, so that's what some people have done. One of the other things that's pretty interesting that's been created is as pensions have gotten more and more rare, some of our clients like to take a little piece of their nest egg and uh, set it aside in an annuity that's going to pay a guaranteed lifetime income. And one of the innovative things some of those annuity companies have done is they've said, if you end up needing nursing care while you're taking the income, then the income could double uh, for a certain number of years. Hmm. Now, that doubling probably wouldn't pay for all of it, probably wouldn't pay $100,000 a year sure. for, sure. you know, nursing care. Uh, but our whole thing is usually most people don't want to spend an enormous amount of money to buy enough insurance to pay the whole thing. What most people want to do is how do I protect my family so it's not a catastrophic cost? And so, you know, that's a little more detail than we normally go into because I know it's hard to convey here, you know, in a conversation. But I do want to mention there are are, you know, a handful of different solutions. And if you have not done anything because you're just not sure what to do, talking to a planner, a comprehensive planner like us can help you kind of look at the pros and cons and make an educated decision of what's best for you. When could be the ideal time to start preparing for this and, and thinking about long-term care and potentially getting some plans in place? Yeah, I think that, um, you know, for most people, Jen, I would say in the, you know, let's say the, the 10 years prior to retirement would be ideal. I know that's a very broad time frame, but, you know, if you're well into retirement, you know, certainly some of these options are not really viable anymore, right? So, because uh, you want to have it set up uh, and ready to go. And of course, the premiums might be cost prohibitive by the time you're looking at it in your late 60s or your 70s. Um, and of course, you know, someone in their 20s and 30s to actually have a plan now, the tools that are available when you're, by the time you're in your mid 50s, <laughs> Maybe, maybe sure, totally different, right, you know. Right. So, so it, that would be my my thinking is if you're if you're within ten years of your ideal retirement age, and if you're just not sure, you know, what you would do if you or if you're married, if your spouse needed long term care, that's a great time to be thinking about talking to someone like the planners from our office. What we do that's part of our five step retirement review. One of the five areas is your health care plan. What we do is we kind of look at where you're at right now. We look at your goals, and then we we see if you've got everything on track or if there's there's holes in the plan. And that, this is a perfect example of that. If you don't have a plan for long-term care, then uh, as part of that free review, we can help you look at what those various options are uh, and help you kind of, That's those are the initial steps towards what we ultimately call for our active clients, a custom-built retirement plan. So you have a plan in each of those five areas. If that's the type of thing that would be of value to you, give us a call right now at 803-9-RETIRE. Our five-step retirement review is no cost and no obligation. All you do to get started is call us now at 803-9-RETIRE. Talking today with Pat Struby. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists. I'm Jen Rizak. Alongside that number is 803-9-RETIRE. Or real quickly, if you just want to hear the numbers as you're punching it into your phone, 803-973-8473 is that number. Pat, as we talk a little bit about what we need to think about for long-term care for couples now, if one spouse needs long-term care, what do we do to help make sure the surviving spouse will still have enough money to get by? I mean, that that can be really challenging when you're spending so much on long-term care. Yeah, you know, Jen, I think this is one of those things that's just hard for us to all admit to because it sounds like so depressing, right? Mm, I mean, yeah. for a lot of us, you know, a lot of our clients – we can talk rationally about what happens if we pass away or predecease my spouse, but I think a lot of times when we're thinking of long-term care, we're thinking of, well, let's say my spouse has already passed and now I'm dealing with this. But when you have one spouse, it's very sad to think of one spouse needing comprehensive long-term care and then the other spouse kind of healthy and dealing with it. Like it's right. just – it's yeah. just a sad situation, right? So we do need to acknowledge that that's a reality. And what's tricky about this is, what's important about it is it brings in a lot of different areas of your planning. Of course, it deals with your health care plan. It deals with your insurance. But it also deals with your income plan because what we always say is if you're a married couple, we want to make sure your income lasts as long as you do. But we also need to have contingency plans if your spouse gets sick or if your spouse passes away. And so this is exactly falling into that area. Uh, we have to understand uh, what's going to happen uh, if one of you needs nursing care. Uh, the main thing for most people is uh, they want to make sure that the person that needs care uh, is not getting substandard care. And secondly and equally, they want to make sure that it's not making a massive lifestyle change for the healthy spouse. I mean, the last thing you want is to have someone needing nursing care and forcing 
your healthy spouse to have to sell the house and, you know, mm-hmm. downsize or rent an apartment or something, right? So these are the ty- exactly the types of things we want to make sure that you have peace of mind that you, you know that's not going to happen. And then all that comes down to is having a plan for each of these areas. And for single people, Pat, obviously we want to talk about how couples can deal with this, but for single people, what do they need to think about? Because if it is just you and you are incapacitated and, and unable to make decisions on your own, Something has to be put in place to help you deal with that. So what do single people need to think about when it's all on that one person? Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right, Jen. I think certainly having a plan in place, if that's insurance or you know an annuity that'll help cover the bills, that's important. I think it's an important area to think about if you have a planner uh, you know, or a trusted advisor that, that you can go to to help you know, facilitate some of that. And then the third piece is where that ties in some of the the legal aspects. And of course, we're not attorneys, but we work with attorneys. You know, the healthcare power of attorney is going to be the type of thing that's going to be important because that's going to give you the opportunity. Maybe you have, you know, an adult child that you would want to list as your primary person to take over. Maybe you have a a sibling or a family friend or something like that. Um, That can make sure you have someone notified who can actually help you put things in place, even if you're not, if you're incapacitated, unable to sign for yourself. So back to that stat that I shared at the beginning of the segment, nearly 70% of retirees are going to need some type of long-term care, according to the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. It's not a sure thing, but chances are you or your spouse will need long-term care or, or nursing care of some sort. Yeah, and the unfortunate thing, Jen, is that we can't prevent bad things from happening, but we can plan for the worst. So if there is an accident or terminal medical diagnosis, we have a financial strategy in place to deal with it. And even though we've been focusing on some scary scenarios, you might end up living a long, healthy life, but just get to the point where you can't really live on your own anymore. That's going to cost money as well. The costs vary quite a bit by location, but the average cost of a private home in a nursing home is over $100,000. And I can tell you in 10 or 20 years, that number is only going to increase. So what we want to do is help you create a strategy to help protect your retirement income from the risks of increasing healthcare costs, learn about the options for healthcare coverage in retirement, as well as the options for long-term care coverage for you and your spouse if you have one, and find ways to pay for healthcare and long-term care costs so you don't have to choose between taking that vacation or spoiling your grandkids and paying your doctor bills. A major illness, a car accident, these types of things can sink your ship in retirement. It's a reality we just have to face. Call us today to talk about some of the ways we can help you create a financial strategy to help you protect your lifestyle, your livelihood, and your family from healthcare costs at 803-9-RETIRE. That's to take advantage of our no-cost, no-obligation, five-step retirement review. To get started, just call 803-9-RETIRE. No one is promised tomorrow. That's why it's important for you to get a plan in place for your health care needs today. That's why we talk about this so much on this show. That number again, 803-9-RETIRE. We have more coming up on Save Your Retirement, but now it's time for today's Medicare Minute with author and Medicare expert Tim Hanbury. The first question people ask is, how do I enroll into Medicare? Well, it depends. If you're turning 65 and you're already taking Social Security income benefits, you don't have to do anything. Medicare will automatically enroll you into Parts A and B of Medicare. If you're not taking income benefits, then you can enroll online or over the phone. To enroll online, you need to set up your My Social Security account at ssa.gov. Once you have this completed, go back into ssa.gov and enroll into Parts A and or Part B depending on your situation. It's easy and it only takes about 10 minutes. If you're not a computer person, you can call your local Social Security office and they can enroll you over the phone. At age 65, you can't enroll online. When you call, there'll be two forms you'll need. One is an application for Part B and the other is completed by your employer. Your employer will attest that you've had coverage from the time you turned 65 until the time you're coming on Medicare. You then submit these to your local Social Security office. Please know there can be financial penalties if you don't enroll in the proper time frames. Visit Tim's website, MedicareBlueprint.com, to download a free copy of his book. Or if you would like to talk with Tim, call 803-9-RETIRE to schedule a consultation. You can schedule a free 15-minute phone consultation with the team at Preservation Specialists right now. Call 803-973-8473. That's 803-9-RETIRE. 
Thanks for joining us today. This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. Jen Rizak here alongside Pat. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists and the author of the book, Save Your Retirement. Pat gets questions each and every week about all things retirement. So we're going to go ahead and open up our Save Your Retirement mailbag and go over some common retirement questions. We figure if these folks have these questions, you probably have a similar one. So uh, we'll get some thoughts from Pat on that. So Pat, sound good? You ready for our first question? Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. First question comes from Ben. He's about to retire and wondering if he should pay off his home. Oh, yeah. So that is absolutely one of the most common questions we get, Jen. Mm -hmm. And um, this is another one where, you know, I know I said this earlier in the show, but, you know, it's one of those things where you can Google the answer to that and you're going to have a bunch of, you're going to have millions of articles that probably say this is what every person should do. But we really believe it depends on so much about your personal situation. Um, So some examples of, you know, questions we would ask is, of course, simple things like how much money is left on the balance of the mortgage. And then another one that we would ask is, where is the money at that you want to use? And the reason I ask that, Jen, is because um, I've had that question from a number of people. And in certain cases, it makes all the sense in the world. Uh, In fact, a lot of people hire us two, three, four years from retirement. And part of their goal is to just kind of over time, maybe out of even cash flow if they can, just aggressively pay down their mortgage because they've been working on it for years. Mm -hmm. But let's say someone is about to retire, they've got $100,000 left on their mortgage balance, and they've got money in their 401k and they want to use that. Well, that's a lot more complicated because to get $100,000 out of your 401k, that money's taxable. So you might have to take $130,000 out of your 401k, pay all those taxes. That may put you in a higher tax bracket for this year, which may affect how much you've had withheld out of your paycheck. Um, And then, of course, you've got that huge reduction in your 401k. And if you're planning on retiring off of that money, that's another complication. Hmm. So uh, those are types of things that we would want to find out from someone. Um, As a basic concept, we love the idea of of being debt-free in your home. Um, One of the things a lot of people don't think about, Jen, is that you – one of the advantages of being debt-free with your home means – Without having a mortgage payment, that means you need less income every month, which means that you could be paying less income taxes. You might be in a hmm. lower tax bracket. So that's one of the things I like about having the debt paid off. But but hopefully that's a good example of why it can depend heavily on the different particulars for each individual person. Right. And just another good reminder why it's good to get the specifics about your situation before you make a big decision like that. So we we certainly appreciate the question. Let's go to our next one. This one's from Carol. She's been hearing a lot about Roth IRAs. Should she do a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA? How do you answer that question? Mm, that's another good one. So, <laughs> uh, so, you know, let's talk through that a little bit. So a traditional IRA works a lot like a 401k, uh, which means we're putting money into that account. Um, we are typically, uh, for the most part, getting a tax deduction for putting the money in. And then it grows tax deferred. So you're not taking, you're not paying taxes along the way. But then when you withdraw the money, it's taxable. Now, the concept behind the traditional IRA and the 401k, as those were created essentially in the 70s, was you know, uh, defer the taxes while you're working, you're in a higher tax bracket. And then when you retire, hopefully you're in a lower tax bracket and then you'll pay less taxes. Well, if that works out, then that's a pretty great deal, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you could probably guess, Jen, um, that that's not always the case. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and we have clients that the biggest frustration they have is they saved everything in their 401k and traditional IRA and now they're paying a lot of taxes in retirement. So um, that's kind of the starting point. Now, the Roth IRA, uh, which our listener asked about, uh, works very differently. You don't get a deduction for putting the money in, but it grows without tax. And then based on following the proper rules of withdrawing the money, the Roth area would come out completely tax-free. So that's a pretty awesome deal. Um, Now, again, it always depends on your situation. There's no perfect planning, uh, but we do have a lot of clients that are um, in their 40s, 50s, 60s, even 70s. And what they're looking at, Jen, is if tax rates are either going to stay the same or if they're going to go up in the future because our country's debt is so much, then how can I start to shift money away from the tax deferred and get Mm -hmm. towards the tax free? So that would mean a little less focus on traditional IRA and 401k and more focus on things like the Roth IRA. Um, So that's not a blanket statement. That doesn't mean it's perfect for everybody. uh, But we do think there's some, there's a lot of power in looking at options like a Roth IRA to hopefully protect you uh, if tax rates are higher in the future. 
All right, Carol, appreciate the question. Let me just take a quick second to give the phone number as we are answering some of these common retirement questions that have come in from folks listening. If you have a specific question, if one of these types of situations is something that you're facing as well and you'd like to talk through a little bit more on the specifics, 803-9-RETIRE is the way you can reach Pat Struby and the team at Preservation Specialists. That's 803-9-RETIRE. One more time, 803-9-RETIRE. Moving on to our next question. This one is from Don, and he's tired of being a landlord on his properties, <laughs> but isn't sure about selling them. What are some of the pros and cons to renting out property as a supplement for retirement income? Oh, that's a good question, Don. Um, so I, uh, of course, over decades, um, I've met a lot of people that have owned real estate and were landlords. And I will tell you, Jen, that I've met a lot of people that have made a lot of money in real estate. Mm-hmm. And um, the, my first question, whenever someone is kind of going through what their current situation is and when they have properties like that, my first question is always, what what is their preference? Uh, because some people enjoy it, or it's kind of like, it's almost like it becomes their job in retirement. Some people want that and some don't, of course. Right, right. Um, so, uh, but a lot of people come to us and part of the discussion is, we've made a lot of money in this, but we're tired. Uh, it's exactly what Don said. And what what can we do? So there's a lot of considerations there. Um, you know, if you have uh, real estate um, and you sell it, there could be tax implications there. So of course we're not CPAs, but we know there are some ways to avoid or defer taxes upon the sale of real estate. So that's an important item to bring up. Of course, what we want to figure out is how much income can you generate off of that. And of course, the other thing to figure out is if you continue renting, one of the important things to understand is how much income are you getting in total, but how much are you actually getting in net? Uh, Because anyone who owns real estate knows there's expenses, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Just when you think you've got the house the way you want it, (laughs) something falls apart or stops working, right? So, and in fact, um, one of my mentors many years ago talked about the benefits of having a, a professional portfolio of, of real estate, like, uh, you know, an investment as opposed to owning it uh, itself. Is that he said hmm. you can have the benefits of real estate without the three T's. Have you heard this oh, before, Jen? Oh, the, the three T's? What's yeah, that? the three T's of real estate is taxes, tenants, and toilets. Oh, no. <laughs> All fun things to yes. deal with. <laughs> so I'm sure uh, anyone who owns, who is a landlord to their properties and is tired of it, it's probably because they've had situations where the toilet's leaking or something like yeah. that. And, of course, you got to pay the property taxes. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of options there. Um, and it's really depends on what someone's trying to accomplish and of course what they can do with that money. Uh, certainly, uh, in these days, the, you know, the real estate market has been good. Um, so it's been an opportunity for some people to lock in those values and, um, you know, shift those funds to doing something else for them in retirement. All right. Appreciate the question, Don. Definitely some different things to think about. It's, it's not for everybody <laughs> as it relates to, uh, having those rental properties. Our next question is from Dale. He's heard that when you delay Social Security, your benefits grow at 8%, and that's better than what his investments are doing, he says. Should I let my Social Security grow since it's a sure thing? Well, you know this is a favorite topic of mine, Jen. (laughs) Um, So uh, just as a refresher, the uh, full retirement age, depending on the year you're born, is is somewhere between 66 and 67. Um, You can claim as early as 62, and those benefits are reduced at that time, and you can defer and have them grow up to age 70. And um, Dale is correct. Um, Those benefits are uh, 8% higher every year. Um, So on the one hand, um, there's a huge advantage to delaying those benefits. However, I'm, I'm sure you know, Jen, I meet with a lot of people and a lot of people say, well, that's fine, but that means it's one less year that I have the money. Right, so right. Um, how, we don't know how long we're going to live. Uh, we don't know about the financial uh, safety of Social Security. I mean, uh, there's a lot of factors into making that decision. And the answer that I, I know, uh, you know conceptually where I'm going with this, Jen, to me, it always depends on um, the difference between maximizing your Social Security benefits and optimizing mm-hmm. them. Right. And what I mean by that is maximizing them literally means make them as large as possible. Uh, so that means you would delay them until age 70, but that's not the right choice for everybody. Um, and optimizing it means making the best decision for you. Uh, and that entails discussing when you're going to retire, 
It talks about what other benefits do you have? Do you have 401k? Do you have pensions? How are we going to piece that retirement income together? It's very rare for someone to live just off of one monthly deposit. Um, you know, if you have a married couple, a lot of times they both have social security benefits. Maybe they've got one pension. Uh, maybe they've got a couple of IRAs. Maybe we've created a Roth IRA. So there could be three, four, five, six, seven places we're drawing that income from. And the bottom line is what most people want. How do I generate, how do I squeeze as much income out of those places as possible while making sure I never run out of money? And so what that's really the goal of helping someone create a retirement income plan. And part of that is helping you figure out what's the best choice for you with Social Security. All right, let's go ahead and do one more as we are going through our Save Your Retirement mailbag today. Last question is from Connie, who's had a life insurance policy for a long time and just wondering if she still needs it now that she's retired. Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, so uh, with life insurance, there's two thoughts that I would have there. Uh, One is, uh, Connie's right, for most people, you buy life insurance when you're younger. Um, You have less assets. You probably have more debts. Uh, you probably have more people depending on you. Right. Maybe you bought it when you had little kids, right? So that's a really different place. That's probably when you need the most life insurance in your life. Well, hopefully, over time, those things change. Hopefully, the kids, um, you know, <laughs> Go move away. out. Maybe, yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe actually start making some money instead of spending the money, right? Uh, and then, of course, uh, hopefully, you're paying down your mortgage or even pay it off. And then, hopefully, you're also saving for retirement, so your assets are accumulating. So it's almost like a teeter totter, where it, or a seesaw, where it's kind of going from one way to the other. So you could certainly argue at that case, you don't need the life insurance. Um, Now, having said that, um, we have a lot of clients that just don't have any use or um, don't use a lot of life insurance in retirement, but we have others. There are other uses for life insurance in retirement, and that's beyond the scope of the time we have today. But, um, you know, life insurance can have tax advantages. Um, It can protect your spouse. Um, It can protect, you know, a a loved one. If something happens to you, it can pre-fund you know, college funds for grandkids. There's a lot of ways it can be leveraged. And so that's where we would want to look at, you know, what's the benefit of that insurance policy versus any cost, any additional premiums you have to make. And it's a really good topic to really have someone who knows a lot about life insurance. We really want to dig into that policy and see, you know, what's that look like and what possible benefits can you and your family have before you make any final decisions uh, with that policy. Thanks, everybody, for sending in those questions into our Save Your Retirement mailbag. Check out the website to learn a little bit more, retirewithpats.com. And with that, Pat, great collection of questions here in this last part of the show. Anything you'd like to leave our listeners with here today? Well, I think, Jen, uh, one of the things I like about taking the mailbag questions is it just it really hits on the point that um, there's not a lot of just generic rules that everyone should follow. And it's the reason that we were passionate about being an independent firm, because we wanted to be able to help everyone individually and not have people just be an account number or anything like that. If you feel like you're in a situation where you could use independent individualized advice, give us a call now at 803-9-RETIRE. We offer our five-step retirement review at absolutely no cost and no obligation. All you have to do to get started is call 803-9-RETIRE. You've been listening to Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. Remember that number one more time, 803-9-RETIRE. Be sure to tune in again next week for more insights from Pat. I'm Jen Rizak. Thanks for joining us here today. We hope you have a great week. We'll talk to you next time. Miss a show? Listen to Save Your Retirement online at your convenience. Go to the radio tab at scpreservation.com. Securities offered through Arcadios Capital, member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Arcadios Wealth. Preservation specialists and Arcadios are not affiliated through any ownership.